This is episode 244, Finding the Right Balance of Masculine and Feminine Energy with Mark. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thanks to all of you who've been leaving awesome ratings and reviews. I appreciate it so much. It really helps the show grow. I also love how many of you have been sharing on Instagram and other social media platforms and tagging me. Please keep sharing the show. It means, again, so much to me and really helps the show grow. would love to continue to get this kind of information out to more and more people because especially as we're going through this incredible transformational time, more individuals need to be dealing with their past and their shadows so that we can truly show up more conscious, more innovative, more collaborative, more kind-hearted people. And, you know, even those of us who consider ourselves nice, kind people, we are more disconnected from the world and therefore the problems of the world and the consequential solutions that we could maybe create when we're just in our own stuff. So I can't emphasize enough the importance of doing this work. And I know that in so many of the episodes that we go back to mom and dad stuff and past stuff, and I'm sure sometimes you think, oh, can't she just like give someone tips for moving forward? (laughs) And I could, but people are just going to trip all over themselves trying to move forward if they don't go back and clear up past obstacles. And honestly, moving forward is a lot more clear when you clean up the past. And I see that over and over again with my clients and the people that come to any of my programs is that when they clear up past stuff, like we have so many people that have gone through mastery, my online course, and it's like the clarity is there when they're done. They, they know what their next steps are. They know what to do about their relationship or their job because their old wounding, their unconscious programming is no longer blinding them from being able to see. So keep listening, keep sharing, keep doing your own work. I just love this community. I love you all so, so much. I feel you all when you're listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Third week in a row, we've had a gentleman on the show. It's like I put it out to the universe and (laughs) we got three in a row, which is pretty awesome. I, like I said last week, I love all my ladies, but it's very nice to have some gentlemen on the show as well. Just a reminder as well that Stephanos and I are still doing our free calls. So our free guided breathwork meditation and coaching sessions. You can go to christinehasler.com slash free call to sign up for our free calls. And if you don't make it live, you get access to the recording. As you are listening to my coaching session with Mark, consider, do you ever feel depressed, frustrated, like lack of motivation, just a heaviness? Do you question what your purpose is and often feel like you're destined to do great things, but you just don't know what the heck they are? Growing up, do you feel you had a good balance of masculine and feminine behavior modeled to you? And finally, do you have an ex or any person in your life that maybe is not in your life anymore that you just keep obsessing about? You just can't quite seem to let them go. So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Mark. 
Before we dive into the coaching session, I want to invite you all to someone that I'm a part of called the Resilience Summit, hosted by my dear friend, Ashley Turner. As you know, we are in an unprecedented time of uncertainty where worry and overwhelm are at an all-time high. We are being called to dig in deep, to rise to our full strength, wisdom, and power individually and collectively. So I'd love you to join me for the Resilient Summit. I know that you get lots of invitations for different things right now, but I really think that you'll benefit from all the interviews, including mine with Ashley. You can go to christinehassler.com slash resilience summit. We'll also put that link in the show notes and learn the science, spirituality, and psychology of what resilience is and get the best practices to build your inner strength and steadiness. The summit is focused on a comprehensive blend of timeless spiritual principles and modern science, and you'll get real tools that you can use right away. It's May 13th through 16th, four days, 24 interviews. Go to christinehassler.com slash resilience summit. Mark, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. I've been a big fan for a long time. I think the best thing that I could use some help with is I've been feeling really depressed for a really long time. And most recently, within the last year and a half, I got divorced and I have obsessive thoughts about my ex in a way that mm. is, I feeling like is detrimental to my life. And uh, I want to grow and build. And I feel like I'm, I'm really, really stuck in the past. And I, I could use any help that you're able to provide. So the depression... Describe that for me. The depression is just a feeling of confusion that has been around for a long time. It's been in a space where just not sure who I am, what I want to do, like a lot of your other readers, just feeling like a lack of purpose, a lack of identity, which is weird because I, I do have a strong identity, but I also find that it's really hard to sort of see where it comes in. And, and I just feel kind of helpless. And I don't know, I'm very self-critical at times unnecessarily. Yeah, aren't we all? Aren't we all? So with the depression, does it show up as you isolate, you get really heavy, heavy, like energetically, you get lonely, or is it more like a frustrating kind of depression? Because depression means different things to all of us. So how does it show up for you? Totally. And to be honest, I think it goes around in different stages, right? Mm -hmm. So there is definitely times where it feels sort of isolating and just feeling alone and misunderstood. Other times just feeling frustrated. Mm -hmm. being misunderstood. And mm -hmm. at the same time, it, it's usually just, again, it's really heavy. It's in my body. And to you bring it into my body, it's, it's really much in my, or a lot in my solar plexus and just feeling like I'm getting kicked in the guts constantly. And at least that's the way it's feeling in the last uh, couple of months. Okay. And how long have you been divorced? Well, going through separation, divorce stuff for about a year and a half. And it's been extremely challenging to say the least. Why? I just been finding it so hard to, to let go. I just feel like I have obsessive thoughts where I think that my life is not going to get better without my ex. And, and in truth, for the last couple of years of our marriage, I was contemplating divorce. It was one of those things where I was like, I don't, I'm not happy in this relationship either. So mm -hmm. unfortunately I've been unhappy on both sides of the reality of what has happened with that situation. And I'm, I'm just finding that compared to understandably compared to any other girlfriend or partner in the past, it's just been so hard to let go of just the idea that, you know, like uh, my life is different. I'm no longer in the home that I was in. I no longer, no longer see the same sort of people that I am. Mm -hmm. I lost my cat. As funny as that mm -hmm. sounds, that breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was extremely traumatic and yeah. it's been really hard to recover. How long were you married? 
We were married for four or five years, but we were together for about 13. And why did the marriage end? I think we just kind of grew apart. But what I really felt was I personally didn't necessarily feel like I had someone that was interested in growing with me. My partner is really strong and she's awesome, but she's really good at focusing on herself. And I felt like I was always sort of having to bend to try to meet her needs. And when at the end of it, it just, I just didn't feel like I was appreciated or seen and it, it, it hurt too much. And so we kind of got to that space where we basically just kind of distance off from each other's lives. And who does she remind you of from your life? Oh, a hundred percent. She has similarities similar to my mom. How so? They're both really strong women. They're both people that I have a lot of admiration for. And what I found interesting is that to take some of the conversations that I've heard you've had with other people in the past, it's like, it is definitely one of those cases where I felt like a lot of times that I'm always working to try to make them Mm -hmm. see me to, to Mm -hmm. get acknowledged by them. And if not, it felt like any love that they have for me could get withdrawn at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And I almost kind of operated with a fear that if I did or said something, if I wasn't this kind of sterile version of myself that, Oh, I could get rejected. And so if you're yeah. actually yourself, you could get rejected. Yeah. Like there was, mm-hmm. I guess my, one of my biggest is me being me and inadvertently having something where somehow I've offended someone or, and more accurately offended the women in my life. And it's a case where the, what hurts the most is, yeah, is, is, is seeing those people upset with me for something that I had no idea that I even did that was wrong. And when women in your life, especially your mom or your ex-wife yeah. would get upset with you, what would that look like? What would they get upset with you for? What were the things that they'd say? I don't know. They just sort of get angry with me and then they distance themselves. And that's the thing that always hurt the most was, was feeling like they weren't interested in actually understanding my side of things. And Mm -hmm. that the solution is, okay, I'm just going to, I'm not interested in this. I'm going to stop this and then just pretend like nothing happened kind of thing. So let's talk a little bit more about mom. How many siblings do you have? I just have a younger sister. Younger sister. You're the oldest. And dad? Yeah. Love my dad. My dad's my best friend. Okay. Dad is your best friend. What's dad and mom's relationship like? No, they're great. Happily married. They, but they have a similar kind of relationship where my mom is definitely the, I live in a matriarchal family and my dad is a strong individual, but he definitely kind of wants to stay on my mom's good side. I I guess you could say. Did you ever see your mom emasculate your dad? I definitely saw times where she would kind of like yeah, I guess so. Kind of like make fun of him a little bit or just tease him in a way that felt like it was kind of taking away his power. Mm. Did she ever do that to you? Um, yeah, like not to the same degree, but sometimes I think I would say like my mom has a good way of kind of cutting through stuff that without saying it, she, well, at least how about this? I felt regardless of the words that she said that I was kind of stupid for whatever happened or like I didn't do something correctly because I didn't see the big picture the way that she did. Okay. And describe what you mean by strong women. I think of strong women as people who are, that are sort of like determined, goal-oriented, that know what they want, and they are able to sort of create things and circumstances to line up in a way that they want. Maybe not necessarily strong, but driven. Like there's a certain way of operating and then, yeah, they just work towards that. Does that sound feminine to you? Actually, not really. It sounds kind of more the stereotype of masculine energy, to be honest. Yeah, I'd agree. So I'm going to tell you my hunch. Okay. And it's just a hunch. 
And you're going to tell me whether it resonates with you. One thing that I've learned about men in my life as a coach, in my life as a girlfriend and wife and an ex-wife is men really crave the feminine as their muse. They crave the feminine to encourage them, to respect them, to be proud of them, really see them, but to really be a muse. And I find that when men don't have that feminine energy in their life, they feel very lost when it comes to their purpose. And I've seen this with my husband when he's in a time when he's feeling not enough or comparing himself or what's his purpose. If I go into my masculine, because we work in similar businesses and I could definitely go into giving him business coaching. If I go into that and more my strong woman side, it kind of only makes him feel worse. However, if I really just go into my feminine and tell him I see him and I'm so proud of him and I relay some of the gifts that I see in him. And it's not about being subservient. It's just really about being in that feminine muse-like energy. Then I really see him thrive and I really see him feel more into his purpose. So I'm wondering if the lack of feminine energy, true feminine energy that you've had in your life, starting with mom, could in any way be tied to this feeling of lack of purpose, not knowing who you are, not feeling seen. That's really interesting. I do think that there's like, I don't know, I guess the part of the feeling was that if I was not feeling seen, it was, it was definitely not necessarily, it was only really when I think that they felt like I was doing something that was benefiting them or like kind of meeting a model that works in alignment with their narrative. Right. And it just felt like, at the other times, I'm sort of like working and scrambling to try to figure out whatever it is that they're looking for and to go into that and to be that, right? To try to get that. Right. So you spent your life trying to please and appease the feminine versus actually receiving from the feminine. Yeah, that feels kind of right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like you don't have a lot of wounding with the masculine. Dad was your best friend. However, he also was emasculated at times. And does he feel like he's a man who's really living in his purpose and full potential? Um, to be honest, I think my dad, I think my dad is. Yeah. I, I, I think that situation might work for him. How do you see your dad living in his purpose? Like the, again, my mom and dad are, are relatively social. They have a great life. And my, my dad likes being a supporter. Like he likes being in that position where I think he likes being kind of second fiddle to my mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, like I think that role kind of works for him. Okay. So he seems happy, mm -hmm. but that doesn't sound like that role works for you, but you went out and tried to repeat it. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, I, I guess that's part of it is that there's always a feeling like I've always had a feeling for a, forever that was sort of like that. I know I was sort of destined for certain things. And I guess it, it sort of feels like, like falling on short on that kind of stuff, or at least not having a model that makes sense. It's added sort of that depression feelings. What kind of things do you feel you were destined for? I don't know. I think I was destined to like, again, to, to lead. Like I've, I'm a unique individual. I know like in, it's an interesting part where I know that I'm, I don't think I'm like most people in a great way, but at the same time, I just feel like I haven't found my purpose yet on this 
planet. Does Let me ask you this, Mark. Sure. If you had said to your mom, let's say you were a teenager and you said to your mom, mom, I just feel like I am here to do certain things. I'm here to lead. I'm here to be unique. What would she have said? My mom would have said, that's amazing. How are you going to do that? Right. So can you see how in that moment she took the wind out of your sails? Yeah, totally. Because it went back to the practical is bring Mm -hmm. it into the now. How does this Mm -hmm. happen now? Mm -hmm. Right. Which is more that masculine energy, (laughs) which is great, but it's hard to feel enthusiastic and feel inspired when we don't have that, that support. And that's someone saying, yeah, you are destined for great things. Tell me more. I want to hear about it. But the minute the how comes in, it's like you're, you're questioned and that, that dream and that knowing all of a sudden you start to doubt yourself because you start to think, well, because I don't know the how, I don't know exactly what this is. Maybe it isn't true. So can you see how your mind started to go against this general knowing because it wasn't really supported and cultivated? No, exactly. Like it feels like having, um, you know, it's, it's always hard to take that very first step because it's like that feeling where unless it's like sort of aligned with certainty, it just feels confusing. What's the thing you always wanted most from your mom that you never got? Mm. I guess like sometimes it's always the feeling of just my mom accepting me for all the parts of who I am. Mm-hmm. And we, to be honest, we have worked a lot on this together over time. But at the same time, it is a case where I, I know for sure it impacted me heavily when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And we've had a lot of conversations about it. But definitely at that time, it would be I, I definitely felt like I had to fit a model and a role that I was sort of put into. Otherwise, there were, you know, sort of consequences. What were the consequences? Her getting upset. Her getting upset and mm-hmm. having and again, it, then it would t- I would take a lot of that on myself and having like, again, part of my role in my family sometimes is being in a position where it feels like having to play a bit of like peacekeeper between everyone. And yeah. And so I think that was the case where before my mom would be upset. And then like, you know, when I was younger, it'd be more stuff like I'd actually just have like real, like, you know, like punishments of, you know, kind of getting put in your room and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like your ex-wife accepted all parts of you? I don't think so. I think she, no, there were definitely certain parts that she was, she was not into. Yeah. And it was a case where I, I think there was a lot of me was to fit a role of what she wanted in a yeah. husband. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the same thing mom did with you. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, you know, so many ways that we can have our purpose drained out of us or actually can never really be drained out of us, but we can feel more and more connect, disconnected from it because we start to doubt it. And one of the main ways we do that is to go into peacekeeper because the unconscious mind starts to become more concerned with being a peacekeeper than fulfilling your own soul's destiny because being peacekeeper got you validation. It kept you safe. It, it has been a role that you've felt like you've had to do at times because that's what's kept you safe. And because you've been so much in peacekeeper, you've had to let go a lot of your own dreams. Because being the peacekeeper and being a chameleon and being what other people want you to be, your mother and your ex-wife, that takes a lot of energy, a lot of energy. And I think that's why you're depressed. 
Mm. And I also think there's some anger there, Mark, that you haven't tapped into. I think you're still obsessing about the ex-wife more because there's more learning there and because it's familiar. And there's been a part of you that's been craving your mother's love and approval since you were a little boy, craving it. Like, and I know that she has her moments and we're not throwing her under the bus. And it's interesting. We're having this session right around mother's day, Mm -hmm. but you didn't get something that you needed. And I feel like there's this little guy inside that just says, mom, why can't you just love me how I am? Aren't I good enough for you? Just as I am. You're my mom. Yeah. And if she was here, I know she'd say, oh my gosh, I love him so much. And I was sometimes hard on him because I wanted him to be successful. And I can guarantee 100%. you that mom has a pretty nasty inner critic and there's her own wounding that keeps her disconnected from her own feminine. Same with ex-wife. So there, there's, this is not about pointing fingers. This is just about understanding. And it's important that in finding our purpose, we deal with a lot of the anger and the resentment and the sadness and the shame because often our purpose is underneath those things. And I feel like because you're a loyal guy and I read in the form, your entry form here that you're also a big guy, you're six, nine, I think that you're afraid of your anger. Yeah. There's definitely times where I feel like when I've channeled my anger, I've, I've gotten uh, physically violent on just like nothing real, but it's like, uh, you know, it's that hitting a door or punching a wall mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And it's caused a lot of backlash and I'm extremely embarrassed by it. I don't mean to. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Like it's a case where we're trying to find healthier channels to kind of move through that in a yeah. way that's productive. Well, and that's something that many men struggle with. So in so many ways, men are wired for war and battle. And there's so much, especially at certain ages in your life, and there's so much testosterone that flows through. And in an argument, it's so overwhelming that you don't know what to do with it. And that's where you result in hitting a door or something like that. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. I, and again, those moments have happened in the past. And then instantly, second, like literally a second later, just feeling instant like shame and guilt and embarrassment and all right. of it. And then well, trying but to. You were probably made to feel that way, you know? And this is the yeah, thing oh, yeah. you, because you're supposed to be controlled. <laughs> and that's not true. So I think your way through this depression is number one, you've got to get in touch with your anger. I don't know if you have expectation hangover or if you're in personal mastery, but it's so important for both men and women. And we kind of need to do it in different ways, but for all human beings to learn healthy releases of our anger, because if you don't start getting your anger out, you're going to continue to be depressed. And I don't want you to be afraid of getting your anger at your mother and your ex-wife out. You're not going to call them up. This doesn't have anything to do with, you know, having the interaction with them, but some of this anger at the women in your life, it's, it's got to come up and out, Mark. It's got to. Yeah. No, I agree. I do have expectation hangover. To be honest, I haven't got to the parts where they started talking about anger relief yet, but yeah. no, I think that's definitely something that I should look into. Yeah. And it's not really a should, it's more of what you're, what's next up on your evolution. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. It's very clear from my perspective that there's two main things going on. Number one, a lot of suppressed anger. Maybe the situation and arrangement worked for your dad, but it doesn't work for you and who you are and what you're here to share. That being second fiddle, that doesn't mean you have to be in a relationship where the woman's second fiddle. Nobody has to be second. 
Mm-hmm. You can do a beautiful dance between the masculine and feminine and have incredible polarity. And both you can lead with your masculine, she can lead with her feminine. You can both dance in both places, but no one has to be second fiddle, but you've done that. And you did that in your past relationship. And a lot of that I think comes from not having a healthy model of the feminine. So you married your mother, which so many of us do because you're still craving that love and acceptance. And good thing you got divorced when you did, because you'd be in this for, especially if your ex-wife wasn't willing to, to, wasn't open to personal development as much as you are, you'd spend the rest of your life trying to get her approval. That would be your purpose. See, right, right now, I think what's connecting you from disconnecting you from your purpose is unconsciously your purpose has been to get a female's approval. Yeah. Love me, see me, acknowledge me, know me, encourage me, tell me to go for my dreams. That's been your purpose because there's a big wound there. And until that wound is healed, it's going to be hard to reveal what your true purpose is and to truly step into it. And the final thing I'll say is you need some really healthy feminine energy in your life. I don't know if it's friends. I don't know if it's actually working with a, with a coach who really leans in that feminine place, but I want you to have healthy examples of feminine and healthy examples of masculine too, because as much as your dad, you say is happy and is your best friend, he isn't the model that you want in terms of how you want to live your life. No, it's, he's not. And you can love him and accept that, but you need new models. Hmm. So what's coming up for you as I say all this? Is it resonating? No, yeah, that that really is. I It was interesting. The one that resonated the most is just the way that you worded it. It was a case where I have definitely looked for, like I, I got a tinge in my spine that felt when it was saying about like, Oh, tell me what my purpose is. Tell me, like, give me permission to Mm -hmm. basically be me. And it was like, what instantly just came up through my head. It was like, like, oh, this is old. This is very old. And I just haven't thought about it in a, like consciously in a long time. And I I think you're right. And having, I do have people in my life that I think are representations of uh, like healthy feminine and masculine. And again, obviously right now, the current time, it's a little hard to kind of connect to those people in a, at least in person. But at the same time, I, I think you're right. I think having a, a new model for releasing anger in a healthy way is critical mm-hmm. for me to go through this next phase. And uh, overall, I'm very appreciative of everything you said. I'd start with writing some FU letters to both mom and ex-girlfriend that you never, <laughs> that you never mail. Sure. Start to get at this anger Again, the obsessing about the ex is because your soul wants you to heal this wound and the ex is the trigger. So it's not her you're missing necessarily. It's your awareness keeps being brought to a trigger that hopefully you'll go into and heal. And then you won't be obsessing. Because again, it's not her you're missing. It's this, who am I without a woman to try to appease? That's 100% true. And I, I definitely can see the distinction between her and essentially the the entity that she almost like represents. And so that's the, that's the part where, yeah, I can see the difference between those. Yeah. But I want to share with you that when I tune into you, you don't feel like a depressed person. Mm. You feel like a man with a lot of energy, great purpose. I feel your leadership. I feel your gifts. I feel how amazing you are with other people. 
Like this, the thing about being a people pleaser and a chameleon is that it's a liability until we turn it into an asset. And it's been a liability because you've been channeling it at trying to get approval. But what it can be channeled into is just learning how to be with people and give them what they need without depleting yourself. You can upgrade the people pleaser into someone who's just really good with people. Mm-hmm. And so I see that in you as well. I feel the fire. I feel the anger. And that to me is creating depressive like symptoms. Mm-hmm. But I also feel the grief. I feel the grief of having a mom who you didn't get a lot of that really yummy, nurturing feminine energy from. And it's going to feel so good to get that in your next relationship after you heal all this. Mm-hmm. No, you're 100% right, Christine. I, yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm glad that you're able to tap into me and kind of, I, I needed to hear that, to be honest. Yeah. You need to hear how amazing you are a lot of times. <laughs> and, and you're not just amazing <laughs> when you're doing what a woman wants. You're amazing just for being you. Mm. Take that in. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Mark, for your vulnerability, your honesty, and your willingness to be seen. Such a great step in your healing journey to call into a show like this and be authentic and be willing to be seen and willing to receive some feminine energy. I hope I gave that to Mark. That was one of my intentions throughout the call, which is why maybe I asked more questions than normal because I really wanted Mark to feel seen and supported. And like a female was really curious about him and what he had to say. So maybe some of you coaches noticed that, but that was one of the reasons that I asked so many questions of him. So let's break this call down a little bit. As Mark shared in the beginning, he felt such a sense of depression, a lack of purpose. He was also very self-critical. The whole time he was talking about that, he didn't really sound depressed to me. He sounded more stunted as the best word I could come up with. Like just, yeah, stunted. So I wouldn't label Mark as depressed. I would put him more in the stunted, frustrated category. And like I said, in the coaching session, this isn't about blaming his mom or making her a bad person. It's just about identifying where some of these patterns and wounding came from. And I think he got that kicked in the guts feeling from her a lot. He'd share something he was excited about. And then she'd say something like, how are you going to make that happen? Oh, can you feel that in your guts? Can you imagine coming to someone being like, oh my gosh, I have this great idea. I'm so excited about. Well, that's great, but how are you going to make it happen? Oh, right in the guts, right? So that's where I feel like the stuntedness comes from, not necessarily depression. And then he has the divorce and the ex that it's hard to let go of, but the divorce and the marriage was really just a effect of his issues with his mom. Even he admitted he kind of married his mom. So it's actually, I think, very wonderful that they separated and are going through a divorce. And the difficulty he's having in letting go isn't so much that he's still in love with the person, but more that he's so over-identified with this pattern of having this woman to please and to get approval from and to make sure she's happy that without that, he's like, well, who am I? And that's the cool thing he gets to discover now. I asked him what he meant by strong women. And you heard him say driven, you know, getting things done. And 
when I asked him, does that feel very masculine to you? He said, no, not really. And this tied into our conversation about how, to me, what I felt was one of his deepest wounds was as a young man and boy, really not getting that feminine motherly energy that's like so unconditionally supportive. I believe in you. You can do anything. You know, you kind of want your own mom to believe in your dreams, right? You don't want your mom to be the realist (laughs) in your life all the time. I mean, sometimes moms need to, but life teaches us that pretty quickly. So especially that feminine energy, we can do so much good by just going, that's amazing. I so believe in you and trust that eventually the men in our life, whether they be our boys or our husbands or our brothers or our partners or whoever it is, they'll figure it out. But by taking the wind out of their sails, we emasculate them quite quickly. Even Mark said he felt stupid a lot of the time. And he even watched his mother tease his father sometimes. So you can see there's some emasculating at place here. There's, like I said, taking the wind out of his sails. And he really didn't get that feminine energy of amuse. And the masculine really thrives on that. And by thrives on that, what I mean is, let's just use the example of men and women, but we all have the masculine and feminine inside of us. Men really thrive on that feminine energy that is that muse-like energy that's inspiring, that's evocative, that's innovative, that's both that encouraging and that, that temptress a little bit as well. That seductive energy is part of the feminine too, where men just feel inspired and driven just by that healthy feminine energy. And because he's had these strong, driven, more masculine women in his life, he was missing a lot of that. And so his purpose didn't really ever have a muse. And that's okay. He doesn't need to go out and find a woman necessarily to do that. Part of his healing journey will be to find that muse inside. He mentioned he's incredibly self-critical. He needs to find that loving feminine voice inside of him, that loving mother inside of him. That's like, Mark, you got it. I believe in you. You can do this. And when he starts finding that inner muse, then number one, he'll be more in his masculine energy instead of in this fixer, people pleaser, let me be a chameleon. And he won't be scrambling so hard to get the attention of the feminine. That's what he did in his childhood. That's what he did in his marriage. And that's why he feels so drained as well. It's hard to find your authentic purpose when you're so caught up in trying to get the attention and approval of someone else, especially a woman. So I believe he is destined to do great things. He's destined to lead in a unique way, but he's got to get some of this anger out at his mom, at his ex-wife, at the feminine, the anger of, why can't you just see me? Why didn't you encourage me? Why were you so hard on me? Why can't you just love me? Why are there always consequences if I don't do what you want to do or what you want from me? And I feel that when he gets that anger out, there's going to be a massive energy surge. And then there won't be that fear of aggression. You know, he probably hit doors or whatever he hit and then felt the shame because he had so much pent up anger that in that moment where he was triggered, it just all came out. But if he does consistent anger releases and he does those FU letters that I recommended, then I feel like it won't feel like such a freaking volcano that just erupts the second he gets mad. So for Mark, Really what this all boiled down to is he has to stop making getting a woman's approval his purpose. That's one of his biggest soul lessons. And when he heals his wounding around that, around his mother, around the feminine, around having to be this chameleon and scramble to get approval and validation from a woman, 
then that's when I feel like his true purpose will emerge. So some takeaways for you, maybe do a little journaling about what your parents modeled for you about masculine and feminine energy. And if you feel that's healthy and what you really feel true masculine and feminine energy is and how you can be a better mother or a better father inside yourself. Second, are there any FU letters you need to write? Maybe you have an ex or someone that you're obsessing about. Maybe you need to get some anger out at them because the reason you're obsessing about them is because there's deeper healing work to do. And next, if you want a little help with anger release, you can go to christinehasser.com slash anger release and get an excerpt from Expectation Hangover where I walk you through the temper tantrum technique. Better yet, you can just go buy Expectation Hangover or come join me in my personal mastery tribe. It's an ongoing online course with live group coaching every month that you get for a year. Plus you get a ticket to a live event. We have a mastery retreat every year. And I know that at some point in this year, we'll be able to come together live again and we'll appreciate it even more. We're also offering $200 off mastery right now. So if you're interested in that, go to christinehaster.com slash mastery, go to the checkout tab in the promo tab, enter health. That's the promo code health. You'll see the $200 come right off. We also have a 12-month payment program so that it equates to only about $60 a month. Totally doable. Love to have you in Mastery. It's an incredible tribe. That is the show for today. Thank you, Mark, and thank you everyone who is listening. I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 